Welcome to The Resonance, the podcast about energy and sustainability from Alpha Energy Group. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Energy Group podcast. I'm Jeremy Nicholson, Corporate Affairs Officer for Alpha, and I'm joined for my fortnightly catch-up on the commodity markets in the UK by my colleague Jason Durden, our Head of Energy Markets and Risk Management. Uh, Jason, we, we, we concluded a couple of weeks ago on a somewhat pessimistic note about the markets, and I gather whether looking at oil, gas or power, things are still in very difficult territory. What start, what's the position on oil to begin with? I think uh, across the piece it's getting very ugly, Jeremy, but uh, I, I think oil in terms of dollar priced Brent remains really stuck uh, and prices whilst you know um, higher than long-term expectations uh, and probably what is ideal for, for, for economic growth in, in terms of the last 10 or 15 years aren't really out of kilter so currently around 113 dollars on Brent um, we have seen them up to 125 recently. It's a uh, it's a two-way battle really between uh, short-term supply concerns and the fact that perhaps OPEC can't increase too much more because some of its members are having sort of supply issues uh, in terms of upping production, uh, political issues, uh, and in the short term, we were briefed last, or the, the French president was briefed last week, that uh, Saudi and the UAE can't actually raise production too much more in, in the very short term. But against all of that, which has been quite supportive, uh, you see the funds, I think, and uh, more sort of long-term investment holdings, they've been trimming positions for three or four weeks, and, and some a little bit longer than that now. And I think there's kind of that tension between what it looks like right now and maybe some short-term worsening of that. And also the fact that the the economic signals for sort of maybe Q4 and certainly into 23 look pretty horrific. Um, uh, you know, and there's definitely evidence on the exchange data that uh, a lot of funds are trimming back positions. Right, uh, so uh, pretty depressing all round, but that's the reality of where we are. And in terms of what that means for energy users in the UK and other import-dependent countries, um, that's bad news for inflation, bad news for, for commodity costs expressed in the local currency, isn't it? Yeah, quite. One of uh, my old mentors always said, you know, we don't use crude, we don't buy crude, you know, unless you're an oil refinery, crude is uh, of academic interest. Uh, and that's certainly true. So the gasoline market's been really interesting. About three weeks ago, we saw an all-time high on the gasoline price traded on the New York exchange. And what we've seen since then is we've seen a 12% uh, percent reduction. Uh, and that really has been very visible at the pump in the United States. What we haven't seen in uh, the UK is despite sterling being quite weak, sterling during the same period has fallen by four percent or just under four percent but we're still not seeing any reduction in pump prices and they were going up right up until the last round last week uh, of increases when actually the wholesale global price of gasoline is about eight percent lower so yes currency is a factor yes it's really important um, and the euro is expected with ecb action to hit all-time lows against the uh, us dollar today or if not in very short sessions time but um you know there's definitely clear evidence that uh, there is some money going missing on the british forecourt at the moment there's uh, you know currency adjusted eight uh, percent move off of the top that just isn't being seen at the uk pumps 
Well, that's very interesting, particularly in light of the referral to the Competition and Markets Authority of the of the four courts um, by the Secretary of State Quasi Karteng a few weeks ago. And I gather that the you know CMA is supposed to be reporting on that fairly shortly. So, what, what's your money on? Uh, do you, do you expect them to find nefarious activities going on, or is it just a a combination of the difficulties the whole industry's had to face that they're you know the four courts are trying to recoup a little bit of cash, having been through a period where many of them were making losses, or is what? it going to be a mixture of circumstances do you think oh there'll be a, a little from column a and a little from column b but I'm, i mean i'm sure i would uh, look to if i was running a petrol forecourt i'd look for margin recovery i think as it's uh, delicately put margin recovery um if i was the government looking for a headline i'd be stamping on it quite hard um you know it's it, it is quite sensitive um and clearly the price uh, you know the wholesale price topped out some weeks ago uh, and yes there has been some currency dampening but there has been a material fall if i was defending as a oil company not only just pushing the blame to the retailers but if i was an oil company i'd be saying well of course most of our retailers work on a four-week lag or one of the other excuses from the draw that you can pull out on these occasions well, I guess we'll find out um, pretty soon. But it's a reminder, rather with rather like with energy supply generally, you know, an industry or part of it can't run on thin or non-existent margins indefinitely. Sooner or later, you have to make a profit. Otherwise, the business goes bust, something we've seen in, in the, the retail energy supply area. Uh, turning now to, to gas, I mean, the pressure's still on on gas prices, not just in the long run, but also, you know, in the spot and prompt markets, isn't it? There have been some developments in Norway and elsewhere and we've seen um, prices surging again. Yeah, so uh, Norway, um, the uh, Norwegian uh, unions that organise the oil and gas workers are, uh, you know, a, a strike action or industrial action is a regular event. And they usually, these things don't tend to go on too long before they get their way. But uh, I think perhaps the strike that's already started and is expected to impact on uh, about 90 to 100,000 uh, barrels of oil equivalent of which about a third of that is natural gas. Um, uh, that's obviously having a supportive impact, and you know, clearly, probably a good good time to go on strike in a in a crisis. But uh, actually, the words coming out of the Norwegian government seem to be a little bit firmer than normal in terms of, you know, if they believe that there is a material threat to the security of energy, um, you know, they'll intervene and call the strike illegal. So, yeah, just I think you know, perhaps if I was uh, if I was uh, if I was striking. I'd say it's an opportune moment to do it. And if I, uh, uh, you know, if I was uh, the government, I'd be saying, you know, well, you can't do this sort of thing in a national or an international crisis. But yes, yeah, so the impact of that, of course, is that, you know, the gas part of that is it being very supportive in what is an absolute runaway freight train of a European and, and UK gas market at the moment. So what are we seeing? The prompt is still, I mean, the prompt is being dragged up by the curve, of course, but we're now seeing front month, uh, we're seeing front month gas trading three pounds. We have seen in the last two sessions, uh, both power and uh, MBP gas, um, MBP gas trading through four pounds uh, and onto all time uh, contract highs above four, 407 trading 410 yesterday um i mean the long-term effects of four pound a therm gas every day for six months 
um, you know, the market's clearly sending a signal here and businesses will be choosing to shut down very soon. But I think that the problem with the market, of course, is that with the exception of uh, what may happen at the end of scheduled Nord Stream 1 maintenance, it looks like a clear bull run all the way to September from here. I mean, with the one exception that the Russians could play funny at the end of this month and they could actually turn a lot of gas back on if they if they so wished. Um, I think that's possibly unlikely, but it is possible if they want to play with the West, should we say, by uh, disturbing the market because um, otherwise it looks, I, I mean, I'm not sure I can see oil, unless there's disruption, I can't see gas out turning um, without any severe demand destruction uh, going on at these kind of levels. But, you know, can the price get a lot worse than it is now before delivery? Yeah, you know it can because it's full of, it's full of market participants who aren't are trading the movement. They're not actually interested in where it ends up. They're trading the movement in the short term. I think that's right. And as to Russia's motivation in all of this and, and the behaviour of Gazprom, I mean, who knows, frankly, all one can say with, with absolute certainty is that if you're in a position of market power, and, and Russia is, despite the attempts by Europe to get off Russian supplies, and it's going to remain in a position of market power for months, if not longer, to come, um, why wouldn't you exploit that if you think you can get away with it in either direction? So, uh, you know, that's that's unfortunately the reality of the situation Europe's got itself in, and that, that affects the UK market too. But in terms of what you're saying about very high prices and the impact on industry, as someone who worked for many years for, for a number of energy-intensive industries, this is really worrying, isn't it? Um, you don't necessarily have to be in formal rationing territory if, if the price is too high for you to consume that product and still make a make a profit on what you're manufacturing, you're going to self-disconnect, aren't you? Uh, the real difficulty is for continuous processes that can't simply shut down for a, you know, for a day, for a week, for a month or two in response to prices, high prices. And they're in a very difficult situation, aren't they? Well, we're back to the um, CO2 crisis of the December price spike. If you remember the December price spike that was driven around the conversations or the political interventions by the Americans into Nord Stream 2 and also was driven by the fact that there was no LNG being delivered into Europe. It was all being, uh, or majority of it was being um, sent into Asia. Um, sent, we saw that Christmas week super price spike at that point. Um, uh, you know, and, and, and sure enough, the, the, the lead news articles on the mainstream media was, you know, CO2 and the, the food distribution chain grinds to a halt. Government has to step in and make sure that key industries continue to function. You know, I think regardless of whether the market gets the response that these prices are suggesting or whether governments uh, and regulators have to intervene because there is a shortage of supply, it gets pretty ugly because even if the market does prompt the discussions that you've been talking about that say, you know, well, actually, we're not going to operate. How many of those industries can't really not operate, you know, especially around uh, the food industry, the medical industries, you know, that those key things that must continue 24-7. An environment that is driven by markets, you know, it, it, it could get command economy style very quickly, I think. And, and you know, that's not where we, we want to go. 
indeed, and some of those discussions have been occurring behind uh, behind the scenes over the last few months between industry and, and government for understandable reasons. Let's hope we don't get there. But even if even if we don't, um, you know, the impact of this on on the industrial sector and business energy users generally is going to be pretty significant this winter. And you know, uh, what happens in gas has a direct impact on the power markets. Is there anything more to say about um, UK power and availability of um, uh, of the generating fleet um, this winter? No, we saw £25 a megawatt jump into the winter yesterday, taking that to a new high, um, perilously close to, and, and trading out at one point £400 a megawatt hour for, for the winter. I think, you know, power at the moment, luckily enough, is really just a, you know, a reflection of the fuel input costs, uh, which are carbon um, and to the largest part, of course, is natural gas in the UK uh, and coal. Um, you know, and uh, there's no good news there at all. The, the good news is that, you know, the fleet seems to be running okay. Uh, we are consistently exporting three uh, gigawatts of energy into France at the moment. Um, luckily enough, the wind has picked up a little bit this week, but there is plenty of, uh, you know, there is enough flex in the uk system and we are seeing uh, i think power day ahead at the moment is about 220 which let's put that into context you know although it's being dragged up by the near month it is trading 50 60 70 80 pounds and uh, and the equivalent for gas in pence cheaper than the front month just because you know we are despite the the, the tensions um you know and, and and france at 400 euros a day for the day ahead today is uh, clearly importing everything it can it's a very difficult environment to be in but luckily for the uk at this point the gas and the power systems look to be fairly robust um it'd be interesting to see what uh, national grid make of it in september when they uh, when they publish their uh, winter outlook it will indeed and before that there's been already been some comments by um uh, the system operator and others about likelihood of um you know shortages in in the winter ahead and i'm just trying to just struggle for something relatively positive on on which to conclude if there is anything is there a glimmer of relative good news for uk business consumers it could be even worse if you're consuming electricity in france or gas in germany (laughs) you know how desperate would we have to be to put to to put something in a vaguely positive context do you think i think the well the reality is for uk users and uk buyers is because of the way we are structured we are less likely to have immediate supply disruption than uh, than, than certainly germany uh, and maybe even france um but we are an interconnected market albeit limited you know so i think it is much more positive in that environment i think the uk given its uh, geographics and uh, uh, its infrastructure for, for, for energy and its mix is less likely to see these disruptions but that doesn't mean to say that you know if you're telling someone that the UK can have gas unlimited gas but it's 800 pence a therm um, and unfortunately the Germans uh, and, and some of the countries around Germany have actually had to start uh, managing demand by turning a, a supply off then uh, uh, then I don't know if uh, you know I, d- I don't know um, if that's cold comfort or not. But certainly, yes, the UK for this winter is much better placed than some of the big Russian energy users. 
um, in a worst case scenario. And I think it's important, you know, for me, who always looks at the uh, extremes of what, what could happen, I suppose, to say, actually, we are looking at worst case, you know, and hopefully we have a very warm winter and, you know, there's a different stage in the in the in the politics around the uh, ukraine russia uh, environment and um you know we we get through and you know i believe that things work themselves out but uh, at the moment the market is in full worst case scenario there's a vacuum of any hard news it's that silly season of peak buying activity and actually you know lots of time to whip themselves up into a frenzy over what may or may not happen and the worst case looks pretty ugly indeed but it is worst case and actually it may well be significantly better than that well thank you jason i think that's a realistic perspective on these very difficult situations which is worth bearing in mind at this difficult time which i think is going to remain difficult for some time to come uh, well i hope you found that interesting nonetheless do have a look at our website alphaenergygroup.com forward slash uk if you'd like to have a look at our reports there and do listen out for a podcast again from us in a fortnight's time 